dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series. You're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcast Winterfell. My name is Axel. We're going to be bringing you a very special episode this evening. Uh, We're going to be talking about an experience at Con of Thrones. Before we get to it, I just want to remind you that Podcast Winterfell is a part of the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out, dvrpodcast.com. We've got a host of other shows, but of course, Game of Thrones is our main show. We're going to be doing three episodes a week. Uh, coming at you so uh this is just a little bit of a uh little drop in uh you know we had our good friend michael aaron he was uh able to uh go out to uh, con of thrones and uh actually we had just met a couple of weeks before when i flew into detroit where he lives and he was kind enough to pick me up at the airport but that is our guest this evening why don't we let him talk a little bit introduce himself michael aaron what's up buddy hey how you doing man I'm doing good. How are you doing? What's up? Who are you? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm from Detroit. I have a podcast called What Up Though Podcast. Uh, it's pretty some slang that we use in Detroit, just our version of saying hi. Um, obviously a big Game of Thrones fan. I started watching it in se- in between seasons three and four. Back surgery on my back and I was late in the laid up in the bed for a couple of months and I took that time time as an opportunity to TV shows and game of Thrones is one of them watched seasons one through three up on season four. And I've been obsessed ever since I've probably rewatched all the seasons. Uh, I've started to get into the books a little bit. It's all the lore I have a lot of the other side books, like the World of Ice and Fire and the Duck and Egg novels. I was primed and ready to head to this convention. Cool, man. Cool. Now you have a podcast too, right? Huh? You didn't? Did you? Yeah. Uh, what up, though? Podcast. It's just we just talk about what's uh, going on in life, news, politics a little bit. You've been on it before. Yes, I have. Yeah, so it's just just two Detroit guys talking shit. Cool, man. Cool. You also have a uh, don't you have a Facebook page for uh, Game of Thrones? But it's like a closed one. You have to be you have to be in the know to be able to get into it, right? It's VIP. Yeah, which anybody who listens to podcasts Winterfell <laughs> is automatically accepted. Man, we just don't like to have. Um, we don't like when we have people in the group that don't really like we do so like they don't they're not big into theorizing or they're not big into like they don't know characters names they're like what was that one thing that that one person did with somebody else We're like okay well you're not good enough to really be in this group so we make sure it's people that we know well enough to know that they're game of thrones super fans game of thrones super fans well that's us baby I'm interested to find out about this convention. I've never, I'm not really into crowds, I have to admit. I mean, I think I could do something more like a convention like this where there's more panels and stuff and you're in a hotel. 
Um, I don't think I would ever do like a Comic-Con or something like this. I like how this is like hyper-focused. It's about one thing. You know, it gives you something to talk about with everybody that's there. Um, it seems like everyone would be really happy and cool. There wouldn't be any kind of like really clicks or anything like that, you know? So I could see everybody getting along. Um, but I mean, the closest thing I can equate it to is, uh, going to like things for work. You know what I mean? Where like you're, you're at a hotel and you have to go to like this convention. Like I used to run public access station and we would, we went to like, there would be this annual convention and you'd hang out with everybody and go to these panels and stuff like that. But I can't, it's so interesting that everyone's just so into it that you'd actually go to a, like I, some of these panels were, it was like minutia, but it's like, I would watch, I would sit there for an hour and a half or whatever and hear people talk about it. It's fun, but I'm interested to hear about it. So we're talking about con of thrones. Do you know, do you have a little background on it? Like how long have they been doing it? Are they the biggest one? Like what kind of like, how do you hear about it? What, how do you know that this is the con to go to? Well, this was actually the very first one. It was put on by like the the Watchers on the Wall website. So I just found out about it through there. So they're kind of still getting their feet wet in this convention thing. Ups and a lot of complaints, but largely it was it was cool because of exactly what you said. It was hyper-focused. You know, everybody's there because they all share that common interest. So, like, the, they're super fans. And hearing the panels was the best part of it. The guest list was, uh, I'd say me- mediocre would be, <laughs> would be an overstatement, actually. It wasn't all that great as far as people from the show. Uh, the panels were phenomenal. Who was, who, um, do people come there to meet? See, that's another thing is I'm not much of like, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I would meet, honestly, the way I am, I'd, I honest, I'd be more interested in meeting like the directors and the writers and stuff than I would the actors. That's just me. Don't tell Heath Solo that I said that, but I'm not all into like getting an autograph with this person or, you know what I'm saying? But did they have, like who was there from the show? So they had, so initially they had, uh, Carice Van Houten who plays Melisandre. Okay. Dropped out. So she didn't end up showing up. Um, they had the guy that plays Ramsey. Um, they had, the girl that plays Shireen, uh, Carrie Ingram, Lisa Aaron, uh, her name, uh, Kate Dickey, I believe. Um, they had uh, the actress that plays Marcella, uh, Marcella Baratheon, Lannister, whatever. Um, she, uh, her name's Amy Richardson, I believe. They had the guy that played Hodor in the, in the, uh, well, in the Hodor scene in season six, <laughs> the young Hodor. Oh, young Hodor. Okay. <laughs> what was that? It was young Hodor? Yeah, that was actually his. Yeah. Okay, great. I got more on him later. Um, and I think that's... Oh, and they had the guy that played Serial Pharrell. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's not any of the stars, but I I mean, I don't know. I would real, I would, it sounds to me like the panels and meeting other people are where it's at. Uh, Like I said, I'm not really that interested in meeting this. Do this start? Do they all do panels and get interviewed and do Q and A's and stuff like that? Yep. That was, uh, I went to several of those. So that, that was a lot of, a lot of my time there was spent at those panels and the panels put on by podcasters. Hey, everybody. We just had a uh, little technical hiccup, and we actually changed recording. So uh, hopefully from now on in, you will hear us a little bit better. So here you go and enjoy. All right, cool, man. So that's enough of that chit-chatter. Let's, uh, let's get down to it. So... Tell us a little bit about, so you went from Detroit to where was this at? Atlanta, how many days was it? What was the dates? Give us the whole uh, the whole dates and the trip there. Cool. So uh, it was in Nashville. It was um, Independence Day weekend this last weekend. Um, the convention was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I left Detroit for Nashville like Friday morning at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Cause it was like an eight, nine hour drive. So, um, at once we hit like rush hour time, traffic got kind of bad. We had to stop a few times with the baby. So I didn't end up getting there till probably around like three in the afternoon. So I lost a lot of the Friday stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it ran Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I went, all of those days and left at about four o'clock on Sunday uh, with the actually, which ended with the ball move live podcast. So, you know, how they do like a season preview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for every show that they do, they uh, did one for game of Thrones and recorded it live. So that, I don't know, could be on their feed by now or it should be on there soon. So, um, so you took the baby with you. Your wife, I know, is a big fan, too. Did you guys agree to trade off, or how did the baby skills go? How did that go? Because I have a kid, too, and if I was going to go to something like this with my wife, she's not as big a fan, so I'd probably go to more of the panels or something, but I I suppose she'd be interested in some of that stuff. How did you work out the baby? Yeah, uh, my wife is as big of a fan. Uh, What we did was, essentially, we just took the baby with us if she got fussed. Was that? Nice. Yeah, if she got fussy, we just took her out. Um, my wife would kind of hang by the doors to each uh, panel room, so that way that if you know if the baby got fussy, we could just walk out the main room. Also, there's like one huge giant room. Um, that one had so many big rows and whatnot that we would always position ourselves on an aisle, so that way we could easily get out if the baby got fussy. Cool, cool. And where, so where was this at? Cause I saw you post a little bit. What was the, uh, was it at like a big hotel or convention center or what was it? It was at both. It was a like hotel convention center in one. It was like a massive like resort and it had, it had places like 3000 rooms. It has like a conservatory inside, a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of bars. It was like completely massive. It took, like a good hour of turnaround time just for me to acclimate myself to it and figure out where the convention center was in relation to my room and where each room was within the convention center. It, it was, it was massive. That's cool. So it's almost like a Vegas like place. 
it's it was the second i think it's actually the biggest hotel in the country that's not in vegas and it was definitely the nicest hotel i've been to that was not in vegas cool man cool so as soon as you walked in did you just see a bunch of motherfuckers dressed up like Jon Snow and Daenerys? And, like, was it just overwhelming, like, everybody there was for the convention or what? Yeah, it, it, that's, that's exactly what I saw. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have in my notes several Jon Snows and several Dannys. Yeah, that was those were the top two costumes. They had a, a guy, and I, I posted the picture on my Facebook they had a guy in a knights in a knights king costume that was fucking amazing. It, it was insane. That's awesome, see- though. That's awesome to, yeah. to walk in and feel like all of a sudden, like I'm home. You know what I mean? Like after a long <laughs> trip in the car. You know what I mean? You got the kid. You're like, oh man. I and I know there's always like that trepidation, even though you know a bunch of people are gonna go. You must think in your head like, maybe I'm gonna get there and there's gonna be like 15 people there. <laughs> you know i i didn't think it would be that just because the place was so big i was like there's got to be a ton of fans here but it was it was not a disappointment the fans were like the best part because it was always cool because you always knew that you could talk to somebody without kind of feeling like like without having to really gauge their fandom because you know that anybody that's at this is like the top one percent of fans so you don't have to think like, oh, are they even going to know who I'm talking about if I say this person? Or yeah, yeah. are they caught up? Nobody here is caught up. Like they, Somebody asked a question, you know, is anybody in here someone who only reads the books and doesn't watch the show? And like nobody put their hands up. Everybody watched the fucking show. So, yeah. No, no concerns there. No, that's interesting, though. I didn't I didn't uh, I mean, I guess we'll get to that as I want to hear about which panels you went to and everything. But did you did you get a vibe? Was there like a show book divide uh, as we call the NBRs versus the BRs? Because I don't I wouldn't think there would be. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not a book reader, but I would feel comfortable walking in there and being like. Yo, I know Game of Thrones like the back of my hand. That's the TV show I know a bit about the books. But th- was this more of a a Song of Ice and Fire convention or more of a Game of Thrones convention? It was definitely more of a Game of Thrones convention. Okay. There's obviously going to be book readers there, but you would never know unless they were people who who spoken who spoken a, a within a conversation or who asked questions at a panel that let you know that they were book readers. Okay. Like they'd ask about characters that aren't on the show. But like in, in any time that something like that happened, usually panelists would ask like, who, you know, who all here has read the books, you know, just like, just for, just for curiosity reasons, not for any kind of like, Oh, now we can't discuss this or, you know, they would ask that, but there was never any kind of divide or anything like that. It was, it was very welcoming. Cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So you get there. It's the afternoon. Uh, what's like the first thing that you do? What, tell us about your experience. All right. So, well, Friday, like I said, I got there pretty late. So uh, we didn't get to do much on Friday. There was a um, a Red Wedding reenactment that they were do- that Jim and Aaron from Bald Move were doing. And that was at, uh, I believe three on Friday or four. And, um, I went, tried to go to that, 
and the room was so full that they weren't allowing other people in. So Jim and Aaron uh, continuously got pretty good turnouts, but they were also put in weird rooms that were too small. So like there was a room that was considerably considerably bigger right next to that room that the Red Wedding reenactment was in, and it was virtually empty. So that showed like I guess an underestimating of the kind of crowds that Jim and Aaron were going to pull versus what they thought that whatever that panel was was going to do. Yeah. And I saw that quite a bit. Well, Jim, they, Jim and Aaron go back next year. They're going to have bigger rooms for sure. Cool, man. Well, they, you know, I mean, you have to, uh, you live and you learn. That's about, I mean, I think you can't fall. I mean, putting it together an event like this, I was talking to my wife about it when I was, um, before I started kind of making movies with, uh, Mike, who is uh, on podcast Winterfell. Um, I was, putting together a huge concert with like the roots and a bunch of other kind of like jazz or jam bands in uh, Pennsylvania and just doing something like that, which is, I mean, we didn't even get as far as doing it. It was just kind of like planning it out and getting the zoning, all this kind of stuff. I mean, these people are going to learn, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to change once the th- plans are in motion. You know what I mean? Like even after you notice, it's, it can be sometimes hard to then switch rooms with someone else because they, you know, you never know what kind of deals they've worked out with people too. So uh, you can't you can't really fault them for that. But it's good to know. Were there any other podcasters that were that involved with it, or were they kind of the premier podcasters doing their own panels or events like that? No, there were there were a ton of different podcasts there. Um, there was one like I haven't listened to any of them, but there was one called The History of Westeros. Oh, they're awesome! Yeah, they're they're one of yeah. my favorites, man. Okay, I've been yeah, they, to them forever. Yeah, they're great. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was think that's why I asked you because I was thinking about adding them into my feed because they, uh, yeah, they were pretty cool. Um, and there's another one I think it was called Storm of Spoilers or something. Okay, Are yeah, you aware that's, of that one? Yeah, that's with Joanna Robinson and. Um, Someone that's the Joanna Robinson does two podcasts. So she does that one. And she also does, um, I don't remember the name, the one she does with David Chen. And okay. Uh, so I recognize that name. So, okay. Um, and Jim and Aaron were, uh, looking to meet that guy, Chen. So, uh, whatever podcast that is, that podcast was there as well. Okay, cool. And they had their own events like that too. And panels. Yep. Several. Each one, the, essentially, they ran the panels largely. Podcasters, it That's would just awesome. be a different. Yeah, it was just different groups of them, and they they intermingle with one another. Like there might be, you know, one where uh, Jim and Aaron would be doing one with two people from another podcast, and the you know podcast would run panels alongside each other, and the panels would be based upon different discussion points uh, regarding the show. Uh, that's well that's smart that's also very smart because you've got their natural hosts in the podcasters you know to use them like that to do all like almost all of the panels that's great really almost all of the panels were with podcasters huh how many so how did it break down like past something like that do they give you out a sheet where they're like at eight o'clock at 10 o'clock at 12 o'clock like how many 
panels did they have and how many did they have running consecutively? Yeah, so uh, so I'll give, I'll give you the breakdown of how it was set up. Um, essentially, there were, I'll say, mm, somewhere in the range of eight to ten various rooms throughout the convention center that would run uh, panels concurrently. Um, there's a they gave you a physical schedule that, you know, like on sheet of paper that had the rundown of where what each panel was who was running it and what it was about and what room it was in. And there were panels, uh, there'd be multiple panels per hour all day. So from, I'd say maybe on Saturday and Sunday from about 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., there would be anywhere from four to five panels each hour. So you could choose which one you wanted to go to. You could plan your day out ahead of time. You could say, I want to go to this panel in this room at 10 a.m., then this one in this room at 11 a.m., then, oh, I'm not interested in any of those four, so I'll take a break, go back to my room at noon, and then come back out at one, you know, and and so on and so forth. Um, That was how I – and then they also had an app. So – and the app had the same kind of setup, but it was more interactive. It had like a – kind of like the equivalent of like a Facebook feed. And then it also had the schedule and it had the same kind of rundown of who, who it was, what it was about, where it was. And it allowed you to like save particular events. So you could like favorite one event or favorite a specific podcaster and then go into your favorites and then see everything that that podcaster was doing or see the shows. I mean, the panels that you favored it. So the app was very well organized, as was uh, the panels. Yep. And people were using the app uh, almost as well, actually, like it was intended to be used. They'd say, you know, hey, uh, who's going to this one at this time? Let's meet up. Or who wants to go to the bar after at the and after all the you know panels are over at six o'clock? Let's all go to whatever bar. Let's meet up here. You know, so it was it was that's very awesome. interactive. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. That is really spectacular. Gosh, man, I, I should have went to this thing, dude. We're going next year. Is it, <laughs> it is it in the same place next year? I, I don't know. They haven't I'm, they haven't said anything All about right. that. We'll have to reach out to them or something. Some one of us will have to go out to it, man. That sounds like a lot of fun, you know, to yeah, just they, be able they, to talk about Game of Thrones with so many. And it sounds like they're doing it right too. Yeah, there were a lot of complaints though. People felt that. It was almost kind of like a cash grab move on their part because they it was fairly expensive for the passes. How much was and it? There was one. What was that? How much was it? Um, a weekend pass was I think one sixty. Okay. Per person. Okay. Uh, and then they had one that was like a what they called a Valerian pass, and that was like three fifty or something like that per okay. person. Okay. And it came with this long list of added features of being a Valerian pass holder. But like a lot of that shit turned out to either not be necessary or not be worth it. So, so like, wait, 160 bucks. So you get into the, what do you get for a hundred? Do you get room and board for that? Do you get meal? What oh, you hell get? no. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't, that does not include the hotel room. No, that's just your, that was the pass for the entire weekend. So that got mm. you into the convention on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. 
that's just it. No, like the no, like meal or anything like that. No opening oh. banquet, closing banquet, food. Yep. Yeah. It, well, I don't know if it had food, but I missed both the opening and closing ceremonies. Oh, okay. Wow. But okay. Um, I didn't have any real interest in going anyway. But well, uh, but if it's to... part of the ticket and, they, and there's like food or something like that, that does cost a lot of money. But 160 bucks, that does seem. Well, you know, they got to get off the ground somehow. And if you had a good time, honestly, I'd pay a hundred. So if you pay 160 bucks, how much was a hotel room a night? Uh. I think we got it for they had a a, a a reservation for people who are going to the convention. Right. It wasn't that bad. I can't recall what it was, but I want to say it was somewhere in the range of 200 a night. 200 a night. So this whole thing ended up costing you like 600 bucks from jump. Uh, yeah, somewhere around that. I think it was a little bit more. So it might have been more than 200. So that's without food, travel, something. Okay. That's yeah. that is kind of expensive, dude. <laughs> yeah, and we just did. Yeah, that, we just that, did yeah. the the basic one. Okay, if you got the Valerian pass, you paid way more than that. But you know, also we were doing it with at two people a piece as well. So if you were going just by yourself, okay. you just pay the one the one thing. But the Valerian pass, and also in the app people did a lot of complaining about things that they experienced that they didn't like, and a lot of the Valerian <laughs> pass holders. Yeah, they were they were bitching. They didn't yeah. like what they got for three hundred and fifty dollars, which is understandable. That's a pretty large price tag. Yeah, the upsell always always hits them, man. You got to be careful about that. But all right, so um, so tell us about the panels you went to. Starting out on Saturday, um, what did you do? So, um, well, after I missed the red wedding thing on Friday, uh, there was a podcasters meet and greet at like four or five o'clock. So I did go to that and that's where I met Jim and Aaron at. Um, that was cool. I just, you know, told them, Hey, you know, we're big fans of everything you guys do. Listen to all your shows, you know, watch a lot of the same stuff you watch. We'll watch stuff just cause you guys are covering it. Uh, they were really cool, easy to talk to, uh, took some photos and that was that. Um, and that was pretty much our Friday. Cause like I said, we got there too late and we missed the red wedding thing. Saturday was a little bit more more full. So uh, I started Saturday at about noon. There was uh, the Watchers on the Wall, which is the, the website. They had a live podcast uh, as well. And they just watched the, I don't know if you watched it, the most recent trailer, the second one. Yeah, no, Did you watch I, that? Um, no, man, I'm going in blind to the show. I might end up watching the show trailers like the ne- coming next week. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, but I'm staying away from the um, coming this season stuff. Okay. So, well, what they did was they basically showed the the latest trailer, and then they kind of went like on a shot-by-shot breakdown discussing it. Awesome. So Nice. So, yeah, that, that was pretty interesting because I was noticing things that, since you haven't seen the trailer, I'm not going to say, but I was noticing things through them that I didn't notice just watching the trailer you know, casually. Yeah. So the, the trailer actually, actually is a bit more revealing than you, <laughs> than you would notice. If that's you don't, where, that's so funny. You don't pause dude. it every few seconds. Yeah. Everybody, uh, I, everyone who I've said that I'm not watching the trailer, the first thing they said is, Oh, you're going to watch. Oh, come on. You're going to watch Say, No, I'm not watching the trailer. I don't, I don't want to know. I want it. I even want like, I just feel like they spoil. It's not, 
it's not just about plot points or whatever. It's also like triumphant shots or beats that I just, yeah. I figure we only have enough, this so much left. I just want to go in pure, but everybody has kind of said the same thing. Like it, it's, you're making the right decision because there's more in there than you think, especially when you slow it down. I know uh, Bubba and Catfish did their Joffrey of podcast, which I didn't listen to because they broke it down like frame by frame. Um, and uh, they agreed. So I'm I'm staying off it. But that's cool. That's awesome that they sat. Did they like project it and stop it and talk about it? Yep. They had that. That took place in the largest room in the convention okay, cool, center. Cool. So, yeah, they had it on a huge screen and. Yeah, they just paused it every scene and discussed what was going on in the shot. I will say, if you just watch the trailer at normal speed, nothing's going to really jump out at you. You would have to I'll actually pause up, it. Man. I'll pick shit up. That's my job, dude. I'm a video editor. <laughs> yeah, I can see point. it all, dude. And also, I know beats and stuff. Like That's the other thing is like... I mean, it's like you're saying, when you are kind of more in tune with the story, you all, you're all you also going to say like, oh, that person's standing next to that person, and they're dressed like this, and they're in a place that looks like this. You know what I mean? Just like it's, a quick shot. It was shot. exactly like that. You're going to say, oh, shit, what are they doing? Oh, when this must happen after this, so that means this has to happen. Like, that's the same argument I remember getting into with... Um, uh, Donald and a little bit with, um, it might've been Matt that, you know, they can still bring stuff back from the first book. Mm -hmm. They're writers. You can never say like the books can't spoil anymore. I'm not saying that I, I haven't heard stuff or whatever, but I'm just saying uh, you can infer things that way, but also from these visuals and the trailers and stuff, you just, you know, it really, uh, it kind of just gives you a, an idea of the, even, even it's strange to say, but even the shape of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly, it was exactly like that. They would pause it and then they'd say, here's a shot of so-and-so. But if you look over their shoulder, you can see a person in like, you know, Lannister armor. What does that mean? Yeah. Or if you look over that person's shoulder, there's a ship with this, you know, this house's banner, you know, so we know we can infer that so-and-so goes here. like, you know, that, that kind of shit. So, yeah, they they broke it down and and we're noticing all kinds of stuff that I wouldn't notice if they hadn't pointed it out or that well, if, that I wouldn't notice if they if it wasn't being paused every few seconds. All right. So cool. so what ha so do they also take questions or how do they run the panels? Yeah, so uh, I, I don't think I went to a single panel that didn't take questions. Yeah, they they what they would do is each panel would run 50 minutes and it ran 50 minutes to a T. They'd start warning the podcasters or the host or whatever uh, about 10 to about I think about 15 minutes out. They'd let you know, hey, 15 minutes left. They hold up like a sign in the back. that just said 15 or and they do it again at 10 and then again at five. And so that way the podcasters knew how much time they had left. And then um, they'd wrap up at 50 minutes, which gave a 10 minute window for people to get from one, one room to the next, to the next panel or whatever. So yeah, it was, it was 50 minutes. They usually have uh, 35 to 40 minutes, depending on the topic of dedicated, like talking time. Mm 
mm-hmm. and then the remaining 10 to 15 minutes for questions. Mm, really? I would, I'd like to see long. I'd still like to see a longer question period, but that's good. That well, they it, give it varied. Yeah. You know. It varied right. depending on, depending on what was going on. The that's cool a, thing about, what was that? Oh, I was just going to say, that's a long, that's a long presentation time too, though. You know, it can, it can be, you think about it. It, it it flowed it flowed with the conversation. So okay. there was one panel that I went to where they talked about uh the topic was about bastards in Westeros and bastard families and houses. And that conversation didn't flow as well as another one. So might they might have talked for twenty five, thirty minutes and then we had twenty, twenty five minutes of like discussion or pan or, or questions. So it okay. it flowed based upon how the how the presentation was going. Oh man, that would have been a perfect one for the bastard podcaster. He's snow low to host that <laughs> man. The I started talking like him, the bastard podcaster. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, but see, that's what I'm talking about. Like they had in a whole 50 minutes dedicated to the bastards of Westeros. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. dude. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. All right. So, you did the 12 o'clock, so run us down. What was next after that? Uh, so after that, I didn't have uh, much that I wanted to do, so I took a little break. Um, we came back, uh, I believe, around 2, and there was a panel again in that in the big room with the actress that plays, the actresses that play Shireen and uh, Marcella. Okay. Apparently, they are best friends in real life. So they hang out all the time and, you know, both their characters are dead on the show. So uh, I guess they have more, which is actually uh, actually something else I had in my notes is that I noticed that all of the all of the people from the show that were there <laughs> are all dead on the show. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I almost died there. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, man, good for them, dude. I hope that the reason they had to charge $160 is because they had to pay these people a good amount of money. It's hard. Being a actor, if you can bank it on something like this, man, that's why you see some of these actors are always in like sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or stuff because they know they can bank on like a con and like go yeah. around and do autographs and stuff like that. That's a career move. So good for them, man. But what – I don't know. I My – I probably wouldn't have went to any of the actors' ones, but did they those have are the anything? Best one? Well, not the best ones, but there know. was some good stuff in those because you get what to hear they about, talk about like behind the scenes shit. So, like they'll talk about like I'll, I'll give you an example a little bit later, but they'll talk about like stuff about the show and working with the actors that you wouldn't hear about otherwise. So it there was those were really fun actually. I wish I had gone to more of them. The one with Shireen and Marcella's was probably the least interesting one uh but you know they they talked about um how they met since their characters didn't really interact on the show uh and you know they pointed out that a lot of times actors on the show will sometimes not ever actually meet one another in real life yeah i mean it's filming all over the world right so they uh they said they met through their parents and things like that they're both really young like 18 19 years old so they were talking about how they met through their parents because they all the kids would kind of like like click up, so the parents had to, I guess, escort them to things and and whatnot. So um, they they weren't they weren't too interesting, but 
you know, they, they gave their thoughts on who they want on the Iron Throne. Like I care who they want, but you know, <laughs> and, then, their... and then what do you do? People come afterwards and get autographs and shit and pay like 15 bucks for a, a photograph or some shit. Yeah. I mean, well, not, not at the panels that was oh, okay. separate, but that, that did happen. Okay. And then people would come up and ask them like same, just as the panels, maybe they, they'd stop talking with, 10, 15 minutes left, and, and the audience can come up to a mic and ask questions. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so who was after that? Um, after that, they had a, a bar crawl, which I wasn't – I, I kind of wanted to go to, <laughs> but I, it's tough. You're out there with your wife and your infant kids. Yeah. Like You can't just be like, hey, I'm going to go out to the bar with a bunch of Game of Thrones geeks. So uh, we went to – we actually left the convention and went to like – so, uh, a restaurant that uh, like a barbecue place that we read about online. So we spent that time trying out some new food, and then I came back and just drank and hit the bar. And uh, there was actually a Game of Thrones marathon playing on HBO too. So <laughs> I started watching that. Uh, so Saturday, Saturday was fairly uneventful. Still kind of learning the ropes. Uh, I think I went to. I think that was the day that I might have went to the Bastards panel. Uh, that I was talking about earlier. Oh, okay. And that was actually hosted by Jim and Aaron, actually. Nice. And there was uh, one other guy. But uh, that one was, I mean, it was cool. Like, they just talked about the various, uh, there's not too many, but uh, the higher profile bastards in Westeros, like John and John and Ramsey, and what it was like to uh, to be a bastard in Westeros, and how you could overcome those trials of having to deal with being a bastard and so when they're when they're talking about this are they mostly talking about the show or are they talking about the books in this case like in the bastards panel it was a little bit of both because okay you know uh aaron's a book reader right so it was kind of like jim would almost kind of like feed aaron talking points and he would use his knowledge of the lore to talk about all the stuff that's not on the show, you know, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad to see those guys. So do you think they kind of took over the con man? I, I, I'm biased because I went, I went to most of their panels. Yeah. But it felt that way. And they, <laughs> good, they, good. It, it, it was, it I was, like them. yeah, it, it, it was cool to, to see Aaron speak. So, uh, knowledgeably on, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the lore, he calls good. himself a lore whore and, he really is like he he was talking about that shit from the books like just offhand like he 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 didn't need to look up notes or anything he was just talking about that shit so uh did that they, was pretty cool did they have also like a show floor like with booths and stuff like that a sh- you said a show floor yeah like a lot of these times the cons they'll have these things going on you know but then they'll have a larger room and it'll be like a show floor and people will have like booths and they'll sell like memorabilia or, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they did. That was one of the things that the Valerian pass holders complained about because they, with their pass, they got to access that area an hour oh, early. Yeah. But that area wasn't really worth accessing an hour early. It was kind of, kind of disappointing actually. They had, uh, they had, like t-shirts stuff like that uh like they had the coolest stuff they had was kind of like uh uh like swords and shit like that from like the show 
or from they they also they had swords from other shows or movies too. Like they had like Lord of the Rings stuff. Okay. Then they had like leather, uh, like leather. <laughs> so it was like mid, a little bit of medieval fair shit. Exactly. Exactly. So how many vendors do you estimate they had? Uh, I'd say twenty to thirty, maybe. Mm, okay, I could see that. So it was not. So was the room that that was in as big as the largest panel room? No, not even close. Okay. The panel yeah, the room was bigger. The largest panel room was massive. Was ma- okay, interesting. All right. See, that that's where yeah, they got to get more uh they got to find the niche there with you know, I would have brought in some like maybe some people doing some like Lego shit or like some action figures type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um did they have any video game stuff going on? Like, was anybody playing the games or representing the games from, like, Telltale or anything like that? No. The closest thing they had to that was uh, they had, like, those board games and the card okay. games. Okay, I could see they that. Had, That's a, It would be a good booth, yeah. Yeah, they had a okay. setup where you could go play. You could sit down and play those card games or those board games. That's cool. Uh, they had a thing where you could rent giant like foam versions of like swords and shields and you could like fight with other people nice nice i uh, know they had a lot of cosplayers there right you were talking a little bit about that earlier but did you were did you see people dressed up like all the t- what was what do you think the in in a in a panel what was the ratio of people dressed up to people not dressed up uh, okay all right let me tell you about the cosplay shit man Cosway shit was crazy. They had people, for one, I'd say you probably had a good, at least a 50-50 split of people dressed wow. up to not dressed up. Wow. And it may have even been 60-40 in favor of people who were dressed up. Cool. Like, they were a ton of people dressed up. Yeah. But uh, I would not like that, though. That might freak me out after a while. <laughs> there, Well, there was also <laughs> a on- particular dude. Also on Friday, I mean, not Friday, Saturday, there was a cosplay uh, competition. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So uh, earlier in the day, people could come and, and, you know, show off their outfits. And then later in the day, at the end of the day, like five o'clock or so, there was a, a thing where they just had in the big room, they had everybody who was, who were the finalists on stage and they would vote on the winners. And... You know, throughout the throughout the course, by the time we're at the end of Saturday, you've pretty much seen everybody, you know, so I had a pretty good idea of who I thought was going to win. And it it was exactly who I thought they had. Did you I don't know if you saw the picture. They had one one. Yeah, I did. Oh, our friend Bill Kava got a shot with that person. Fucking crazy. That thing was amazing. He was massive on stilts. Uh, had a one-one mask, and he said he had practiced for like two weeks to learn how to walk on the stilts. And he, there was a moment where he was walking in front of me, maybe about twenty, thirty feet. And the my my wife wanted to take a picture with him. There was another woman to my left, and uh, she shouted out to him before my wife could say anything. She's like, "Hey, one-one, can I take a picture with you?" And this motherfucker turns around and starts running down the aisle. Oh, dude, it was fucking insane, dude. <laughs> like, 
like it like I felt like I was on the show in that moment. Like it was it was nuts. That's this cool. big, huge, massive that's one-one awesome. looking thing. That yeah, is awesome, so, man. That's pretty cool, yeah. dude. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So we're um what did you do? What what else? Uh let's finish up with Saturday night and get into Sunday. Cool. So um after so I did co go watch the the cosplay competition. The one one did win. He told a little bit about his what he did to create the costume and whatnot. There was a Jon Snow guy there who placed second, who his costume was not anything that really stood out from any of the other Jon Snow costumes, but he just fucking looked like Kit Harrington. Like, so, Wait, so, I think I saw a picture. Was it the guy who just kind of looked really like emo, like really sad face Kit yes. Harrington? Yeah. Yes. And he, he didn't really look like Kit Harrington. He just looked like sad Kit Harrington. Yeah, and I think that was a thing that he did purposely for yes, photos. Yes. Okay. Like so, I guess that was Smart his John Snow face because yeah. you know John's very. Uh, <laughs> that was his John. It was his Joan face. Yeah, it was. So, you know, John's very brooding. Reference. You know, so that was his brooding John Snow face. I think. Yeah. And then the 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 guy who was the Night King uh, was third. So that was fun. Um, I'm trying to remember what I did Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night was <laughs> Saturday night was the ball. <laughs> they had a a I guess you could call it like a dance in the in the big conference room on Saturday night. And they had a bar set up and it was meant to just come, you know, and dance like a club thing, like a whatever. And uh I I was like, let me see what's going on over there. So I walked over to it and it was exactly what you would expect from a bunch of like Game of Thrones geeks in a <laughs> in a social setting. It was like mainly people standing outside by the bar drinking and talking, and the <laughs> dance floor was virtually empty. Oh, that surprises me! Actually, that surprises me. I would have thought. What kind of music were they like playing? That, what kind of music were they playing? It, standard. Uh, club oh, music, see, like they, whatever, sh- they should not. Whatever they, you expect, they should have been playing like Game of Thrones type techno or so. You know what I mean? So like people could be like goofy and stuff, and like do like different. They should have had different dance. They probably did. How long did you stick around for? Uh, not long. Oh, I, you never know. Maybe I, you picked up. I didn't even think I got a drink. <laughs> yeah, I did. I get a drink. I might have got a one drink, maybe. And I went in there, and there was, like, nobody – there's maybe 30 people um, on the dance floor area. They had a uh, – they were just, you know, goofing off, like you said. Okay. And then there was probably another 50 to 60 people who were outside by the bar, at the bar area. So uh, it sounds like a lot of people maybe uh, – I don't know, 80, 90 people might sound like kind of a lot, but uh, when compared to the amount of people that were at the convention as a whole, this and the size of this area, it was pretty dead. So I just <laughs> I just got my drink, I left, and then I went back to my room and got trashed and watched more Game of Thrones. Uh, my good. wife and daughter were asleep by that point, um, so I, I just watched it. Um, so Sunday... Uh, was probably I had the most packed day. Um, uh, Jim and Aaron had a panel about the Night's Watch, 
Um, I went to that. That was at about noon. Uh, that was cool. They just talked about uh, basically re- recapped briefly what was going on at the wall and what we can expect uh, can happen at the wall this season. You know, a lot of that is talk about whether or not they feel like if brand comes across the wall, if that's going to break the wall or kill whatever magic that that's keeping out the white walkers, a lot of that kind of talk. Um, so that was cool. Um, after that, I went to the interview with, uh, the guy that played young Hodor and that was like the best one. (laughs) Like it was (laughs) really, yeah. You would think that like, okay, this guy had like his one scene, whatever, but he was easily the most charismatic actor that was there it's like about 20 years old he he was incredibly personable and uh and uh he had a lot of cool stories to tell because that was really just his his one part on the show so he told cool stories about how he ended up auditioning for it and how he thought that uh he was auditioning for a 12 to 13 year old and he's like 20 like a 12 to 13 year old large stable boy. So he's like, yeah, you know, I just went to auditions for this large stable boy role and I, they call me back and I get it. And I, I go up there, you know, I'm in awe. I'm seeing all these actors from the show and they're getting me dressed. And they're like, I don't know if that's something that Hodor would wear. And they're like, he's like, what? They're like, yeah, you didn't know who you're playing. He's like, I'm supposed to be large stable boy. Like, yeah, you're playing like young Hodor. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's crazy. And he's like, he said he felt he said he felt like a Make-A-Wish kid because he was, like, walking around and seeing all these cool people from the show and shit. That's fun. Yeah. He Then he, he also told a story about how he had, like, a live watch party for the uh, the episode, the the door episode. Because, you know, he had a bit part in, in the second episode last season. And then the, the main thing was in episode five. Yeah, yeah. And he, he had a, a viewing party at his uh, his mother's house for that episode, and he actually did not know that Hodor died in that scene. They kept the Hodor, what was going on with Hodor in that scene, away from him, so he only knew what he was doing in his Winterfell thing. Interesting. So what, but what did they tell him was happening to him? Because that's really interesting. That's something that we debated and talked about on the show. He He kind of, like, didn't, he said that they gave him a, 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 a kind of like a bare bones kind of rundown of what was going on, but he didn't even convey it clearly because he even thought it was kind of convoluted or confusing. Like he, he, he wasn't really sure. You know, he's like time travel or whatever. I don't know. What oh, the fuck. you know, okay. he, he oh, that's disappointing. Okay. No, he did not right. give a definitive like this is what was going That'd on. It would be at least interesting to have the conversation. You know, I think the only reason that he couldn't give like something a definitive what was going on was because of the fact that they they kept what was happening with hodor mm. uh from him so interesting he's they got the, a good performance from him they did and he was uh watching it live and found out that hodor died at the same time as the rest of us so he he had no idea oh maybe he was thinking like oh damn i'm gonna be like they're gonna do a ton of flashbacks with hodor. <laughs> right like, I'm going to be making bank, man, college, here I come, right? And then they were like, nope, guess what? That was it, son. Oh, that's interesting. Did he talk about that? Did he say that? Like he realized he wouldn't be on the show again? Well, actually, that kind of plays into it a little bit because I actually went up and asked him a question. And uh, 
my wife took a video of it. I haven't even looked at it. I completely forgot about it. But uh, I went up and asked him because uh, he, he told a lot of backstory about what his life was like prior to the show and, and auditioning for it and whatnot. And I was like, you know, in that one scene, you've, you've now done one of the most iconic scenes on one of the biggest shows of all time. Like, how has it changed your life moving forward? And he talked a lot about, um, you know, being able to go to conventions and stuff like that and, and meeting way more people. But he also did note that he thought that he was going to be in way more flashback scenes. Oh, and yeah. yeah. That's funny. But I, yeah, so that was cool. Um, after that, I went to... I don't think we're going to dig into this too much on this podcast. Uh, if you want to ask me about it on my podcast, I might go into a little bit more depth. But um, I went to a a panel about... Uh, it was called Queering Westeros. Queer, like Q-U-E-E-R. And it was about all of the different types of sexualities that they have on, on the show. Okay, like, cool. uh Yeah, like uh, Oberyn... Uh, they talked about people from the books who had like, like pansexual and stuff. Yeah. Like, like that, that kind of thing. People from the book who had, who were, I I can't remember which one it was, but I think they mentioned somebody who was gay in the book, but not on the show, you know, something like that. Um, they talk about how, uh, certain sexualities were portrayed, uh, um, like, uh, like Renly and Loris, for instance. Okay. Apparently, their their show portrayals were uh, not as uh, not as nice and as their book portrayals. Okay. Uh, they 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 were, yeah. So uh, stuff Who like that. Who was hosting that? Uh, various another another group of various podcasters. I, I don't recall who they are, but they all were also also conveyed that they are each some sort of different type of sexuality. So uh, one was like a gay guy. Um, I think one was like a bisexual woman. Um, one was pansexual, I believe she said. And then there was a fourth that I don't remember. That's interesting. Cool, man. Yeah. So That's I thought that, that would be people talking about that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a really unique idea, and I was like, I'd be interested to see what they have to well, say about that. Well, that's a big that. part, but that's a part of this world, you know? That's Absolutely. something that not only do the books deal with, or ex- not deal with, but explore, uh, that the show does. I mean, look at some of the basic partnerships you have and the basis of, like, I mean, incest, like these, you know, the most forbidden of all uh, sexual acts, you know? Right, and, right. Where you have like whole generations of people coming from incest to uh, just, you know, regular guys like Podrick dealing with like his dealing with his sexuality for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pod the rod, man. Yep. So, yeah, they had they had a lot of talk about that. And like apparently Yara, uh, Theon's sister, is not gay in the books. And then you notice that like there was really no indication of her having any kind of um, any kind of thing for women prior to um, I think it was who was like uh, Lor- like kind of like with Loris being killed off in the um, Loris got killed in the in the finale. Right. Yeah. 
when they blew it up. He was yeah. in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying that they it, they felt like uh, the creators almost wanted to have another person who who had some sort of affinity for the same sex, which is why we saw also late in season six, Yara, you know, making out with the one chick at the brothel, and I think it was in Volantis. Oh, okay, kind of like and then, passing um, the torch or whatever. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, like we want to make sure that we so have somebody. Speak. Yeah, so they thought that that felt forced because there's no evidence of that in the books, and then out of nowhere she's oh, like making yeah. out with the chick and well, flirting with Danny. I mean... We get that. That's interesting. Yeah, you always go to the book stuff. That's kind. Of, that's cool, man. So what? Uh, what was after that? So after that, I went to another interview with the guy that played uh, Serial Pharrell. Oh, um, he must have been a character, huh? I don't know how you guessed that, but yes, he <laughs> he he was incredibly quirky. I think would be a good word to use. Um, his panel wasn't nearly as interesting as the the young Hodor guys, but um he told other stories too about what it was like uh, doing the swords stuff on the set. Um, you know, he's been gone since season one. Uh, so uh, he talked more about how he feels the show has played out since like what he wants for Arya's character going forward. People tried to ask him if he, if, if there's any chance his character is going to come back still, <laughs> you know, that's so interesting though. It's like these the people who were on the show become like the podcaster or whatever, where they're just like, yeah, Arya's character. And it's like, he's probably had like, it was a job he did, you know? Mm -hmm. So he has like, no, he's not like calling them on the, he's not like talking with Dan and Dave and being like, so let's talk about Arya's character this week. <laughs> oh yes. Right. Guy who played serial Pharrell, who we have not seen in six years, please <laughs> let's have a conversation about Arya. I just that's right. kind of funny though. That's cool. So how about what what uh what was after him? Uh that was the last thing I went to that day. Uh well no it wasn't. Then I went I already told you I went after that I went to the uh the Ball Move Live live podcast. That was the last uh, thing I okay, did. Okay, cool. Day. How was that? Uh that was cool. They uh they talked a bit about what they thought was going to happen in season 7. Um and they mostly took questions. I think their 50 minutes was split evenly cool between them talking and them taking questions so i don't know if that's going to end up on their feet or not i assume it will but um yeah that was pretty cool too i got a nice really really close seat for that so that was pretty cool that's awesome man so overall would you do it again how, how would you rate your experience what were the highs and lows uh i i'd definitely do it again i there were a, there are a few a few negatives that but like those were negatives that didn't impact me as much because I wasn't there for uh, getting getting autographs and photos like that would have been cool. Like if they had like Kit Harrington there or something like that, that'd been great. But like, you know, for me, the show, the, the, the convention was made by being around the fans and having dope ass panels. So like and that was what I was there for. And that was, it met my expectations in spades in that regard. So I would definitely, I definitely would go back. I think that they might be better served by either dropping the price for the, for like the high end shit or providing something more of value. I could, like I said, I can get into that more at another time, but, um, and then I know there are a lot of people who were upset about the lack of, actors from the show 
that were there. And I think they might have kind of shot themselves in the foot by having it so close to the premiere because those guys are probably working, promoting the show nonstop. They can't lose an entire weekend to a convention when they need to be out promoting the show. Yeah, as much as but possible it's also it's it's a question of levels, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're you're not like so there's probably I mean, look, there's like A, B, C and D levels of actors and also actors on a show. So you're not going to get any of the A actors or if you do. Maybe you'll get a person who was an A actor but isn't on the show. Like maybe you get like Sean Bean or something, or like that'd have been fucking awesome. Robert Baratheon or something. But I mean, I don't think these guys. I don't really know if they're on the con circuit. You know what I'm saying, right. man? Like, so that's why I guess that's interesting. That's interesting that you were into the actors on it. You know, and I'm coming from a different perspective, but um. Yeah, I think it would be kind of, it's kind of hard to, you know, if you're doing it your first year, I don't know who put this together. You said the website put it together. I don't know if they had backing from HBO. Maybe HBO is planning on running an alternate con. And on that one, you would have all the actors like contractually obligated to show up, right. you know, because it's promotional. Um, but yeah, this is something different. Who- you know, they're not under contract anymore. There were people who were trying to sell their tickets once the actress who played Melisandre dropped out. They were like, you know, this is enough. They don't have really? anybody cool here. Oh, I don't want to go okay. anymore. I think that's weird. Yeah. You know what? That's interesting. You know what that says, though? That may say more about how they were marketing and who they were marketing to. Because mm-hmm. if they were marketing to the right people that wanted to come for podcasters, cosplay, cool people conversations and fun like recreations and stuff like that then Mm -hmm. they shouldn't care maybe that you know they should just like not have any of the actors or try to get um the try to get like a director of photography try to get an editor try to get a sound mixer try to get you know did they have they did have the uh the language creator the guy who okay uh, that's cool yeah, the guy who created the Dothraki language. Oh on yeah, the show. he um he uh he also worked on I think the Expanse. They did the Red Wedding. Did they do any other recreations or anything like that, or did anybody do anything like that? I don't think so. I that think that's the only one fun. I remember seeing. That would have been cool if people had like the in cosplay like recreated certain scenes, you know, like the ladder speech, just something mm-hmm. like that, like a contest like that. That'd be cool, but this sounds like fun, man. Well, all right, man. That's awesome, dude. I appreciate you coming on and uh, and giving us the uh, download, and we can listen to uh, What Up Doe podcast. Is that what it is again? It is. Uh, did I say I said it correctly there? See? You did say it correctly. What Up Doe? Because I have been to uh, Detroit, and then we took a beautiful trip to Ohio, didn't we? We did. Not much <laughs> of a beautiful place, but we definitely went there. <laughs> Yeah, Toledo, man. Beautiful. Seriously, totally empty, but what a beautiful city, man. That place, that'll be vibrant one day. Um, <laughs> we hope. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah, man, that's awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Any final words? Any shout outs or uh, any 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 uh, any any questions? You anything you want to talk about going into the season or anything? Just we here we go, man. Just let's like lay it out on the floor. 
No, I'm actually kind of, uh, I'm watching the trailers, but I'm actually kind of keeping myself away from trying to dig too much into what's upcoming. So I'm actually probably actually going to miss the premiere. Uh, I'm going to be off camping that week. Whoa. Yeah. So unless it leaks, <laughs> leaks online early, I'm probably going to miss the premiere. So I'm actually trying. That's probably why I'm not thinking about season seven too much, because I'm still I still haven't got over the fact that I probably won't see the premiere until a week later. Oh, so okay. I'll get to see two episodes at once. But oh, when uh, do you come back from camping, you're going from Sunday to Sunday, Saturday to Saturday. Oh, okay. Sad. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you will have to. Well, big deal, man. You've waited. I really, honestly, that's the same way I feel about the trailer. Like, I don't care. I've waited like a year or whatever. I'm an adult. I can wait a little bit longer. It's going to be totally worth it. And finding out that these episodes are going to be like almost all of them, like an hour long or longer. And yeah. I heard that there was, this is to, this came out of that con I heard, which mm-hmm. is that, um, somebody said, or maybe it was some other interview or something that, um, the final season, almost all of the episodes are going to be like 80 to 90 minutes long. You mean season eight? Yeah, for the final oh. season. Yeah. No, I, I haven't heard. I yeah, haven't heard I heard that, that was like a rumor. And then I heard, I saw like Up Rocks, a couple places went with that. That's not, I don't believe that's confirmed though. But whatever, yeah. man, it doesn't matter. This is going to be awesome, dude. I'm yeah, super I'm, excited, man. Yeah, I, I did actually hear though that the extended run times on a lot of the episodes this season yeah will make it so that the actual airing times combined will are still on par with the 10 episode seasons like i think they said like it comes out to the average amount of minutes that you would get through about 9 episodes in a typical season okay so like okay. we're losing episodes but not really yeah, losing too care. many minutes yeah i really yeah. honestly yeah, honestly, I, I really don't care. They could have five-hour episodes of Game of Thrones um, once every two weeks, and I would still watch it. <laughs> I'm super psyched uh, for this coming season. I mean, we're going to do it a ton of podcasting, but one of the things that I'm most excited about not watching the trailers, I know I keep mentioning, but it's like, it's just the images. Like, I don't, it's, I almost, I haven't been re-watching I think I'm going to have you do you, I normally rewatch at least the season or two before before each season. Um, I think last year and the year before I rewatched almost the whole series. Do you usually rewatch before? Yeah, my wife and I rewatched the entire series up to the new season every year. Okay, but we cool. didn't do that this year. All right. So like this year we're watching just last season. OK, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to just watch last season. And in a way, the show really has changed. And that's one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is them doing these episodes like they did the last uh, end of last season, which is just like at breakneck speed. Just like shit happening. Bam, 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 bam. I like that, man. I'm down with that. You know, like I feel like they don't need to introduce a ton of new characters, even though I'm sure they're going to introduce at least five within (laughs) the first three episodes. You know that, but but that's cool. They'll probably be awesome. But, um, all right, man, let's wrap this up. Uh, so any final words? 
Uh, oh man, I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to to you guys new you guys new setup with your three episodes a week and shit. Like I'm looking forward to how that's gonna turn out. Yeah. Well. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be me and Heath on Sunday. Uh, DJ Tim Hines doing the fan call in on Monday and then Tracy, Mike and Donald later in the week. Uh, they're all book readers. So I think we've kind of come to the uh, come around to them be talking a lot of book stuff, too, which will be all awesome right. because I like that kind of background. I'll be listening to that. But I will um, too. yeah, it's going to be awesome. So uh, thank you, uh, Michael, for coming on. Con of Thrones, congratulations to the people who threw it, everyone who went. That's awesome. I'm glad to see podcasters have a prominent role in it. I think it's a natural thing, you know. Uh, this is what we do. So mm-hmm. um, thanks for downloading. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, Matt did a surprise episode about Ice Dragons. So we're recording what? this. Uh, yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday night. I'm probably not going to drop this until next week sometime. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to drop a special episode that Matt did about ice dragons because he oh, was just in, yeah he just he just like was like yo we got I did an episode about ice dragons. Do you want to <laughs> listen to it? And I was like, listen to well, it. Yeah. I'm putting it on the feed, dude. Everybody wants to listen to it. Right. You know, he's like, I wasn't sure. I was like, come on, dude. Podcast right, Winterfell. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Whenever you want, you got to come on. All right, man. Well, hopefully we can uh, maybe we can have you on later in the season. Um, are you going to be talking Game of Thrones? Are you going to be doing a podcast about it? Uh, probably not. Uh, I'd like to, but uh, the logistics just don't work out for me at this point. I struggle enough doing the one that I do. So, uh, and Otis doesn't watch. So, uh, yeah, probably not. Why don't you and your I'm wife do one? She, she's very apprehensive about recording podcasts. Oh, you should just do it. You should just sit down and do like, let's just talk about it. You know, pro- what I, what'll probably happen is that they'll, after you, I'm sure there'll be some episode with some huge thing that happens after that. I'll probably get together with a few people from that Facebook group that I'm in. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones, super fans. And there's like another two people in that group who we get together and have watch parties and shit. So, We'll probably get together and record a podcast that I'll I'll put on the What Up Though podcast feed. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, everybody, thanks for downloading. Remember, you can find uh, Podcast Winterfell on all of your favorite podcast streaming type device things. Give us reviews and stars and thumbs and all that kind of stuff. You can find us at dvrpodcast.com. Uh, we're going to be coming back Um I think we're going to be trying to get the crew together to do a preview pod before the new season starts. But if not, um, you'll hear Heath and I, we're going to drop the first pod uh, Sunday night after the premiere. And yeah, the uh, critics are not getting review copies. So everybody's going to be watching it together uh, unless it leaks or whatever. Um, You know, HBO, sometimes they'll throw a loop and like make it available on HBO Go on Friday night. And then all the servers will bust or whatever. But I don't think they're going to do that for GOT as a worldwide phenomenon. So it's like a worldwide premiere. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks a lot for downloading. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you next time on Podcast Winterfell. Peace. Cool. You've been listening to Podcast Winterfell. Find the podcast blog at 
podcastwinterfell.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter, twitter.com slash winterfellpod. Contact the podcast by calling 314-669-1840 or by emailing podcastwinterfell at gmail.com.